On today's Say It Ain't So Sports, we got some positive news for the first time in a long time in the sports world. The MLB may be back. We'll go over that, all the ramifications of that. Then we have some new uniform drops, the Falcons, the Bucks. We'll give our take on those. And then we have, there was a college football poll that came out that 88% of the ADs are in favor of expanding the playoffs. So we go over all the different scenarios in which that would be so. Chester has his very own scenario he's going to lay out for us. And then we'll come back with a people forget draft. These are moments in sports, moments in life that, you know, people forget. And it's our job to remind you of them. It's a good one, you know. Let's get into it. Chester, wake up! Yeah, Ryan? Yeah, watch me rip this shit. Changed my words. Not remember that. Chelsea just went off the deep end, bro. Fuck, fuck, uh, uh. Are we still recording? Yeah. Let's go. And we're awesome. back. So for the first time in about a few months, I think March 11th was the official day when the NBA canceled the season. We have positive sports news for the first time since then. The MLB has a plan in place that's backed by the CDC to start games in May-ish. It's very weird. It has a lot of stuff. But what were your guys' thoughts? We'll start with that. We'll get into the specifics in a little what were your guys' thoughts when the bomb came out that we could be seeing games in about a month or so? Uh, baseball's fucking back. Uh, I don't really care. Like, at the end of the day, like, it sucks, you know? Like, if we can't, like, go to the games and stuff live. But, I mean, if this thing, like, the, the whole corona shit is going, like, the way that it's projected, like, and we could potentially get, like, the playoffs and stuff played in, in, in like, the team's respective stadiums, you know, that'd be a win. But at this, at this point, I'm just taking what I can get with sports. Like, I don't really care. Like, if I can watch Aaron Judge hit nukes, like, I'll be happy at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. And watch, like, David Price get lit up. So, you know. And the Mets blow games, you know. Like, I'll, be I'll be a happy camper, yeah. honestly. There's games so, on. Happy. There's games on, you know. I'll be happy. So, that's all I can say. Yeah, if there's just live sports and, like, we could bet on it and watch it, I mean, that's all we need. I don't really care where it is. And I don't think many people watch baseball on TV for the atmosphere. It's really just for, like, the gameplay itself. And obviously it would be a little weird, but. If we can get live sports and have it be baseball, then I'm all for it. I'm, I'd love to see it. Baseball get a huge boost from this. They're yeah, like the if, only if sport around. Yeah. They're the, yeah, only sport around. the only sport around. They would be the go-to. All the talk shows would just be constantly talking about baseball. I don't know about that. It would be amazing for the sport because everyone would be watching. But there are also uh, some really weird things with this, and I'll go. You know, be crazy. You know, be crazy. They do like a short. Even if they shorten the season too, like every game would be like even more. They'd be like way less throwaway games. Like it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. We could see yeah, like a, it, it, a Bingham and Nuts MLB season. The plan in place right now is to have all the teams locate to Arizona. And so what they do is they have about uh, 12 minor league complexes there, counting plus Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. 
And the so they'd rotate those 12 stadiums, find a few others, and they'd have players only go to and from their hotel to the stadium, nowhere else. Um, and then for gameplay, this is where it gets a little interesting because this is changing the kind of baseball that we know. So there'd be an electronic strike zone to maintain distance between the umpires and catchers and stuff like that. There'd be no mound visits, so we'd eliminate mound visits completely between the catcher and pitcher. They're also they're talking about, you know, these are all possibilities, nothing set in stone here. They'd have seven inning games and double headers like very frequently to try to get close to the 162 number. They'd have players like wearing mics, which I think they should just do anyway, like as they as they're playing. And then the biggest and weirdest thing is they've they're considering having players sit um, six feet apart in the stands. So you'd have the players sitting in the stands and like the first rows, six seats apart and shit like that. So even with all these weird things that kind of change the game, are you guys still like sold on this idea? I think the reality of this is like they really can't lose here if they get it on TV. They could really do anything, and people are gonna like praise them for it because we're getting live sports back, and it's gonna be a huge deal. But I do think this plan is pretty shitty. Uh, I think there's like a lot wrong with it, and uh, I I don't think it's actually like like feasible really at all. Like it's gonna be a stretch if they're able to like get this and play the full season like this. So one thing I think that you have to look at is Arizona is very hot and the players, they need the dugouts for the air conditioning, the cool, the clubhouse. They won't have any of that. You know, we're sweating our ass off sitting in the stands and like a, in the bleachers in Yankee Stadium in mid-July. In the Imagine fucking jungle. The, yeah, in the fucking jungle, the fucking zoo. Imagine these players in Arizona, which is hotter, sitting in the stands and then have to go up and face like Garrett Cole. Like, that would just not be feasible. Also, I mean, the weather the weather in Arizona is, like, a lot drier. So, I mean, like, you know, like, New York weather is, like, extremely humid. So, like, that definitely – it's, like, we have, like, a massive heat index, especially in, like, New York City. I mean, you know, they got all the carbon emissions anyway. It's warm as hell in New York City. But I think, like, this whole idea, like, obviously, like, it's never going to be, like, what we want. Like, what we want is, is like, to be in the fucking stadium and watch the game. But, like, if, if, I, if like – like if, if the like Loftus said like they can't lose if they can get live sports on they're just gonna like make money and they're gonna be profiting and they're gonna make a ton of like betting's gonna go crazy like it should be good for everyone honestly. Well, you mentioned profiting uh, like losing the the gate seating of uh, fans at the games is gonna that, be like really difficult for the MLB. That's a lot of revenue. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how they're gonna be able to do this. It's around so, ten billion in revenue they'd be losing just yeah, off also, the gate. Also, like would that most, would that put them in like a negative though? Can I can I speak? Yes. All right, all right, tough guy. <laughs> like, also, most baseball games are on, like, local TV. They're not nationally televised, so it would be, like, they're not going to get, like, a lot of, like, they're going to get, like, TV ratings in their local area, but, but they're not going to. They're going to, everyone's going to be looking to pick up these games to have live action on. All the networks are going to want Padres, Pirates, like, they're gonna yeah, be, but they're still going to be on, like, Fox Sports. Yeah, it's going to be crazy we see, like, Fox Orioles, Tigers on like, on, like, on, like, national television. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're going to they're gonna stay on, like, like all the local Fox Sports channels. And then, like, where there's, like, Masson and then, like, yes. 11 if, if baseball was the only sport, like, the amount of new fans the game would get, even when we return to normal, would be huge. Because they would have to, all they would sports have to, guys would watch. Yeah, but they would have to, like, change where they broadcast the games. They would have to – they couldn't just only have them – on the local on the local channels, they would have to put them on national. They would have to put way more games on national TV because this would be if this can go through, it would be like a perfect way to to spread baseball like to a new generation where like they or like this generation is lacking the baseball yeah. fan base. Uh, one thing that they're talking about that goes along with what you're saying is have every 
every day a primetime game on ESPN at Chase Field, the only professional stadium, and have a different game there every day. You have Yankees-Red Sox games there, you know, Dodgers games there. You have some of the big games there. And then every single day you have a primetime game, not just Sunday night baseball. So that would be like they'd have all the primetime games. Those ratings would probably be through the roof. Like what else are you going to be doing on a Thursday night instead of watching baseball, like when there's nothing else to watch? Uh, but they yeah, can also people, like people are in like a desperate need for yeah. like baseball and sports. I think no matter what the game is, even for myself, I usually just watch the Mets or the Yankees or like the hot teams. But I'd pretty much watch anything at this point. I'm yeah. desperate. I think most people are like that. They just want to see sports, live sports, and even just bet on it. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, but, but hey, you, going throw, back... you throw me a money line at Orioles Tigers. I'm jumping in and I'm watching. Oh, that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, going but... back to the. Uh, let me let me go, Chester. Uh, so so how many stadiums was it proposed? It was like twelve, right? Well, they have yeah, they have the complexes for twelve right now that they'd have set in stone, and then it would be, be minor league stadiums or something. And, yeah, and spring, spring training, spring training stadiums, but like I, I don't know, are like are those smaller? Well, like smaller, yeah. like in the sense but of like the, the walls, like the field, the outfield shorter and shit. No, you know, the dimensions are the same, but the stands. Like, well, yeah, the stands don't matter in this case. It's not gonna be fans anyway. But, but like I was gonna, I was thinking about like, oh, if they were to play in like a, some minor league stadium, that was like a wiffle ball park. No, minor like, league stadiums hit, are yeah. still like hitting like hit like hit like forty five home. Not, it's not little league, dude. Like the stadium's still gonna have like four yeah, walls. Center. He has like eighty-five homers in like twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like stands in like in like a little league field. So all this is like, uh, Charlie. Do you want to go? I was gonna say though, like back to like the national TV thing. Like you said, like the one game at Chase Field on ESPN. If they're if they want to have more games, they would be able to have like a day night doubleheader with primetime games, like one on Fox or something like, and then one on ESPN. They could do that, and they could gain so much more revenue for. For like TV ratings and whatnot, if they have more primetime games, and and I think that they like it would open up more opportunities to do that. If they have like that happening every day, or and do some like PLL shit. Do some yeah. PLL shit where they got like Chase Field, they got like they they got like Dodgers like versus like whoever their rival is like, and then versus Yan- like Yankee Sox at night, and then like you know that's, that, that's what they would do. I don't know. That would be the plan. You just have teams. You'd clean it. You'd have different. You'd have just TV cameras, and that's really it at the stadium. And you'd be able to do that too with no fans. But one thing I think that's the biggest band-aid is the players personally. Like, the big thing is, would the players be willing to give up four or five months with their family? Because they wouldn't be allowed to see them. They have to communicate through a screen for that time. And I think that's where we're going we're gonna to see the most pushback. Because the players, you know, they love the games. They want to play. But the ones that have families and stuff, I don't think they want to play at the cost of, like, leaving their family, their kids behind. Yeah, Kershaw's and, a family guy. I don't know if he's going to play. He's a family guy. I don't know not if he's playing. Be able to, not playing these games is the cost of their salary. Like, yeah. They're going to end up doing it. I think uh, we've seen this many times when looking at something like the NFL CBA, it's like the players want to stand up for something and then, you know, the money's on the line and then they're going to go play. So I wouldn't get it. But uh, going back to like the, the like rules they want to put in for this, like this seems like really just like, like bizarre to me. You can have a uh, pitcher mound visits. Yeah. The, the players six, the no. players six, six feet apart in the stands, but you're throwing a ball around that everyone's touching. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. You're on, you're on like first base or something, and there's a runner on first, and you gotta like hold, hold the yeah. bag. Yeah. The the catcher can't go talk to the pitcher, but he can exchange something that they're both touching with their hands. Yeah, while they're sweating and all those yeah. germs are being. And talking about like distancing the catcher and the 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 batter, they're still like they're not they're they're less than six feet apart, obviously. Like yeah, they're way less than six feet apart. Yeah. 
Um, it just, I don't know, it seems, like, bizarre to me. If, if you're going to, like, do the, then you might as well just, like, allow the catcher mound visits. Yeah, there's a lot of weird logistics. Like, standing six feet apart in the stands, like, that's just going to look so strange. Seeing yeah. the play from the stands. But, again, with the heat, like, are they going to be able to do that when it gets really hot and they have to play 14 innings a day, these seven-inning doubleheaders? That's going to be tiring. These guys are going to be gassed. They're also, they're also, like, traveling, like, to and from the stadiums, like, with their teams and whatnot. So it's like they're, like, they're, they're still going to be many moments when they're, like, less than six feet apart. So, like, if you're just doing it, like, yeah. It would essentially be like pointless to do that. Like, just if everybody's gonna be in the same area, like at the same time, just have them be in the dugout. Like, yeah, I, I get yeah. that it's not practicing social distancing properly or whatever, but like you're there are gonna be so many more moments like not during the game that they're gonna be like less than six feet apart. And what about the bullpen? They're gonna like keep all the bullpen guys like six feet apart. Like, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Like, if you're going in to do this, just play baseball. Like you don't, you, it's a sport. You don't put social distancing guidelines into a sport. Doesn't make any sense to me. If basketball was to come back, it wouldn't be like, all right, the players have to stand six feet apart yeah. though when they're in the game. It's only it wouldn't it, be like that. The only thing is you can tweak it a little bit to make that the way, but then that's not the game that we know because yeah. you are. It's individual. Like basketball, you would not be able to play. Like they can't, they can't play with a bubble wrap on the social distancing guidelines because at the end of the day, the players going to be touching, sweat's going to be exchanged, all that. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about, Loft texted me when this thing went through, and he's like, it's going to be a shame when you know one player gets coronavirus and they have to shut down the league. Obviously, that's inevitable players getting it. Um, I forgot to mention one of the other things that would be expanded rosters. So you have kind of a similar thing to football where you'd have a full, you'd have, let's say, like a 40-man roster, but then you'd have to activate amount of certain guys for games. That way, you know, players are obviously going to get hurt, and you're not going to have like the minor leagues to call them up. So you'd be able to bring them up that way. And players, obviously, it's going to be unavoidable. Some are going to get the virus. You know, you can't help it. And in that case, they would have players in place. But I guess the thing with that is, like, if a team completely gets it, which is very manageable, you know, considering the balls being shared, like, they're going to have to shut down in that instance if, like, seven players on a team get it. Yeah, I could definitely see, like, like two players getting it in the first week and they shut it down. Like, uh, this is a really, like, like, like you said, like, this is, like, a gutsy move by the MLB. But, I don't know, if the circumstances change just even a little bit, like, two players get in a week, like, there's a really good chance that, like, that's just the end of the season. Which would be such a shame if well, we got a week in baseball. And... Well, also, also, I mean, we can think about it this way, like, we're definitely in a, we're, di- we're thinking this from a perspective, like, we're in, like, we're in the shit right now. Like, we're pretty deep in, we're, like, at, like, literally, like, at least in New York State, like, it's, like, the virus is literally peaking right now. Yeah. But, like, in May, let's say mid-May, mid-May, like, we don't know what's going to go on. Like, the MLB is definitely going to base it off what, like, the situation in May. Like, if if by then, like, there's already kind of, like, st- some, like, reopening of, like, facilities, it would probably be able to get away with it. But, like, if, like, if like the r- virus is still, like, strong in May, like, it's not even going to get off the ground. Yeah, because the thing is, they're all – this is all based off projections right now. Yeah. We have no idea what's going to be happening in May. Like, the models that are out there have already been – inaccurate like so inaccurate so like this is just really a ballpark the nba i know also announced that they're not even going to talk about reopening until may 1st like they're not even considering options at least baseball is like taking the step and i think the big thing here is that's shocking loft i know you were talking about the balls like being exchanged the cdc has backed this idea which is very interesting because they found this as safe enough to like play so maybe there's going to be some weird other stuff that, like, with the balls. I don't know. Because if they're backing it, they can't have, like, the balls being shared with the sweat and all that, right? Like, that wouldn't make sense. 
They do like stickball well, rolls. Yeah, well, if they're all like tested, I mean, like, and if they really do all isolate, it's gonna be hard for, and especially being in Arizona in like May and possibly like into June, stuff like that. I think it's gonna be kind of hard to actually get it. Like, if they're all tested, they're gonna be in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and I think by that point it's gonna be slowing down. I think that it won't be as easy to get it. Obviously, yeah, you can get it, but I think that like if they're all good and they do follow, like, whatever the protocols are when they're in the hotels and stuff, I think they could be all right, which would be awesome. But say... If, if they're all being, like, tested and they all come back clear, why do they have to stick six feet apart from each other? Yeah. But also, we I, don't have to test, test them all. Like, that's so many guys we have to test. Like, we don't have those tests to do that right now. We are joking about this last time with the NBA's protocol where they'd have to, um, they'd have to test everyone on the ship, and Loft said, yeah, because... Rich millionaires in their physical primes are the exact <laughs> we need to allocate all our tests to. But yeah, yeah if they're getting tested, there'd be no reason. But let's say, you know, a player really needs to see his kid. That kid was that kid has it, like then you could get it that way. Let's say a cameraman gets it. Like it can spread in so many different ways that I feel like it'll be prevent like unpreventable players will end up getting it because you can't just you really like it's logistic to say you can only go from the stadium to the hotel. And let's say someone in the hotel gets it. Like, there's so many different variables here that it can spread. And it's just going to be tough to see it work out. But I think at the end of the day, we have to go back. Do the players want it? Because if the players don't want it, there's no way this gets done. The union won't pass this. Like, are the players going to be willing to leave their family, do you guys think? I think they will if, like, they're going to get paid for it. Like, if they lose pay due to no league and stuff like that, then I think they'll definitely be down for it and get paid. Also, I think they're definitely hungry to just – play and stuff i think a lot of them you know they're already missing out in the season so i think that them giving them a chance to get some part of the season in may and uh going forward they'll get paid and they'll play the game so i think that yeah it'll be hard but i think i think they definitely compromised at some point i know uh, adam Adovino and the yankees he said he's all in to play he doesn't have kids though chris sale i have a direct quote from him he said i don't know if i could just look at my kids through a screen for four or five months good thing he blew out his elbow so he won't be pitching this year so <laughs> to see him anywhere. Yeah, fuck that guy. There's also, like, there's enough, there's enough yeah. players that don't have families. There's enough, like, young players that don't have families in the league for, like, it to pass through, like, if they have a majority vote. With, like, they just want to play. The young yeah, kids. There's gonna, yeah, there's going to be. It's like the it's like the NFL CBA where, like, it was a bunch of, like, the, the younger guys, like, one, two years in the league that, like, don't play a lot that, like, wanted to get their minimum, like, the minimum salary bumped, you know, like, it, it's going to be a similar situation to that, where the stars, the, the established veterans, and so, like, they're not going to be happier, like, the older players, but there's enough younger players, enough, like, like they're going to want to play. Honestly, like, when the players are in season during, like, a regular time, they're away from their family, family a lot anyways, whether it's traveling or, yeah, like, putting in the preparation for the game, so, I mean, I'll, obviously... It's way different being completely away, but they really don't probably don't see their family that much yeah, yeah, during the season. Anyway. A lot of people are saying, well, what's the difference? Because you're away, you're on the road the whole year. Yeah. And they're getting, I mean, obviously it's bad, but they're getting that extra month right now with their families. And obviously, I mean, it might start in mid-May, so they're already having the extra time. So I think, like, there's a ton of guys going to be hungry for it. I think it, I, I think they should be down to play. I think that would work. Yeah, so overall, are you guys, because this idea, there's a lot to it. The way it's proposed right now, are we in or are we out on this? I'm in. The fans, Nothing. like, obviously all the fans are going to be in. Like, they just want to see baseball. And, and any other sports fans are going to be in. But, like, it's just like a, it's just like a hopeful, like, a aspiration at this point, like having sports back. 
I'm not really too like I'm not getting too worked up about it because like if it happens, it happens. What like, but I'm I'm just being a pessimist right now. Probably don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Not get our hopes up for this plan because yeah. there's still a ton yeah. of obstacles that need to cross. But at the end of the well, day, you, if we're watching you know, Yankees, way, it's like oh, yeah. That's my point. If we're able to watch Yankees baseball, I don't care how. I yeah, stop. for sure. Yeah, just get them out there. Or Mets. Or Mets. No, don't forget the Mets. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jeff McNeil slash singles to Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo sucks. DeGrom on the bump. Can't wait to see it. We're all good with the MLB, right? Yep. Yep. So we'll shift right now to new uniforms came out. And I guess what we've been saying, something we've been on since day one, is Twitter hates everything. Yep. And I think this was shocking. I feel like out of every new thing that's dropped, People liked the Bucks new uniforms more than anything. Maybe that has to do with Brady or something. And then when the Falcons came out, all the hate that was saved up just got thrown in their direction. Everyone ripped it apart. The Fal- the Falcons? I don't really have that big of a problem with the Falcons uniforms, like, honestly. Like, it, really, the only thing that I don't like is, like, just the, the big block letter ATL. Like, it, it just looks like... I don't know. I don't. I don't really like that. But um, I feel like I could have designed that, that jersey very easily myself, honestly. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, like, still- I'm, like, custom ink. It's still like fine. Like the color, their color scheme works. Like, is like the the one that I don't really like that much is like the red pants with like the the white jersey. But like like usually all black or all white or like black like black pants like white uh white jersey or like vice versa. Usually that works. And they still kept their throwback uh black uniforms, which is really all that matters in terms of like Falcons uniforms. So I don't really have that much of a problem with it. I mean, it was just odd. It was just odd. Like. Like I didn't, nobody really expected like a rebrand from it. Like you wouldn't think like, oh, those uniforms needed a change. Like the Bucks uniforms needed a change. And also, there's like, we're still waiting on uh, two more teams uh, to drop new uniforms in the the Browns and the Rams. So. Oh, they're dropping them for this year. The Browns. Are? Yeah, they're they're dropping them. Browns are. This off season. Yeah, Browns are. They. Browns are they really, I like the Browns jerseys actually a lot. I like their current jerseys a lot. Yeah, those are good. They're cool. Yeah, but like I think like one of the reasons they want to change it because like it was associ- like they're gonna associate those uniforms with like the the Hugh Jackson era, the the one in thirty one. Um, so like, and like similar with the Bucks, like they just lost all the time in those uniforms. So I think like, and also they're hideous, but yeah, it's a classic move of like a floundering franchise. Like uh, this time it's different. We're gonna switch the unis up, Ryan's and then a... and nothing changes. But I was gonna say like like. The Falcons, like, like, they came out with new units. Like, there's a good chance they're going to get trashed on Twitter. Like, it doesn't matter what comes out. That being said, this is a pretty shitty uniform, I think. I don't think it's a great uniform. Uh, it, it looks it, – like, I see a lot of stuff talking about how it looks like an Arena League team, like, put out jerseys. The uh, the ATL lettering just looks ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't know uh, really what was going on there. Yeah, the Panthers' Twitter account, I think, won Twitter. The yeah, they them. They had the meme with, like, the guy <laughs> – Oh no no! And then it cuts to the yeah. Falcons uniforms, like directly, like the uniforms that it was Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, in the longest yeah. yard. Yeah, the same exact <laughs> color scheme and everything. Yeah, but then, but then the the Falcons replied with the the Cam Newton uh, type tweet or whatever. Oh like, yeah, with this with this weird font or whatever. Personally, I like I like the the white, the all white, and the and then the black and white. Like yeah. those are like the black jersey, white pants, like. Honestly, the only one I don't like is is the red and black like scheme the gradient. Yeah, but like that the the other ones are like the all white is like pretty mean. Honestly, like Wait, that would be what, crazy to see like Julio snagging balls and that. The all white. Yeah, the, the Falcons didn't really make much of a statement. I mean, I don't like hate them or love them or whatever. And then 
for the Bucks. I mean, I would have loved if they just would have dropped the the creamsicle jerseys also with them. I mean, the jerseys they have now, they're just remastered from like the ones from like the early two thousands, which weren't that great. I mean, I don't, I don't hate them, love them. They're just whatever. I mean, they they're, they're just a sorry franchise. They don't win very much. I mean, they change the jerseys like, oh, maybe this is new. Art. I mean, they're not very good. The jerseys aren't very good. And you know, I mean, maybe they'll turn around with Brady, but. I, I don't know. The jerseys are whatever. I, I can't even really get mad at the two. I, I guess the Falcons ones, it kind of, the, the lettering just sucks. So I'll say that for sure. If there's one, like maybe this will be like one of the sorry franchises to go, maybe this is different this time. Look, we have new uniforms. It's the Bucks when they get Tom Brady. He's the guy that would <laughs> yeah. this time. So, like, Brady's going to look mean in those jerseys, in I, that I, all white. Those are, those are for Brady. I was pissed though. I said, like, they just got to get Brady in that video somehow, some way. Charlie's like, oh, it's Chris Godwin. He's number twelve in it. I saw the video. You didn't need to say that, but I just I want Tom Brady like in that video. I just do what it takes to get him in there. How was I supposed to know that you saw it already? It was like ten seconds after it came out. I said disappointing. They just had to get Brady in there, and replied with uh, like it was made before it. It was. I'm excited to wear my to wear my red bucket new Buccaneers Tom Brady jersey oh, you, in the you mail. Didn't get the, you didn't get the Peter one. <laughs> nah, I like the red ones. I think they're I think they're cool. I I honestly didn't even hate the Bucks old jerseys. Like I don't know. I really didn't even hate yeah, those. The alarm clocks. The alarm clocks. They weren't that bad, but the oh, new, ones, new ones definitely a step up for the Bucks yeah. at least. Not they're really. The, the same ones as the ones that they had like like, in, like with Greg Schiano. They're, they're, they're kind of they're like a modern. Nice. Yeah, like, that's like the new thing though, being like minimalist. What the freaking Falcons did? Like those are the most like minimalist jerseys ever. They're really just like a color scheme with like ATL yeah. on it. It's like just one color uh, with yeah. ATL. I can't really hate it. They're just like I rather them come like out with a bang, either be great or bad. I mean, because theirs is just like it's whatever. I mean, just the, the only thing that changed was like the the ATL font. That's it. Everything else is pretty similar. I don't know. I think that if they they did a uniform change, they should have just made everything permanently back to like. Like the the old throwback ones, like when they went when they went to the Super Bowl in the night in like '97, I think it was, and then like early Michael Vick, like yeah, like rookie year, second year Michael Vick, those like really those good. ones, like those ones are really good. I think a lot of like the the late '90s, early 2000s uniforms are like really good teams, like looking to rebrand. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Get the ones that they had, then yeah. like I mean, I, I don't know. I just think like a lot of those yeah. concepts like were solid, and then they just like. Teams just change them for some reason. Well, like, Chester, I mean, you just got to think about, like, the whole, like, industry itself. Like, it's got, they got to modernize. Like, if the Patriots were, like, everyone's like, yeah, like, the Patriots, like, old unis with, like, the old, like, Patriot on it were sick. Like, yeah, they were sick, but, like, it just wouldn't work today. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, teams where it's, like, they, they kind of have, like, a lot going on on their uniform, and they have, yeah. like, these older ones that are, like, simpler that, like, kind of look better. Yeah, it kind of seemed like a lot of teams, like, in the uh, early 2010s, like, for instance, Seattle, they really tried to go with, like, these, like, bright, vibrant colors and this, like, angular design on their jerseys. Uh, to the Buccaneers are the same thing with the alarm clocks. And now, like, all, like, the fans really want is for them to go back to, like, the more classic, simpler look. And I think that's what a lot of teams are going to be doing soon. Yeah, Any like, team with, like, a jersey where it's, like, really, like, punchy and really, uh, like, busy, like, like on the design, like, they're going to be going back to their, like, classics soon. Except for, like, Seattle's, I like... like are you sticks. hating on the Seahawks jerseys? No, I'm saying that's the only ones that will stick. I said, no, the Seahawks, like, those are now, like, the, like, iconic, like, those were the uniforms that Seattle wore in, like, the best era of their franchise. Those gray like, unis, gonna... those gray, like, new Seahawks unis that they came out, like, like back in the early 2010s yeah, were, like, insane. I, those, I love those. Are those. Very I, like, those I love are, those like, jerseys. 
no, but then there are also teams where it's like they just you just can't like switch up their uniforms. Like the Raiders, you can't switch up the uniforms. You gotta keep, the you gotta keep Packers, you can't Steelers. switch up the uniforms. Steelers, Steelers, they made like some tiny tweaks, but like the Steelers have like black and yellow. You can make some insane like colors. The same concept. Overall, it's the same concept. They just like kind of like they changed their font a little bit. It used to be like block letters, but uh, block numbers, but. All the blue blood franchises would never dare like getting rid of their brand or changing it. Like I mean, you the were, Browns yeah. I mean even though the Browns Well the the Browns are a laughing stock. They're looking for a new era. Yeah. Silly. They're not a blue like what if they don't they're not a franchise. I don't, I don't like, know. Another team sick. that comes to mind like that, like even like the new Lions ones are kinda of solid, but like the, the ones that they wore with like Barry Sanders, like those are I think a better Uniform than the ones that they have now. Like that's just another example that I just thought like of. Last but... year, yes, they fit this more perfectly. They're a terrible run franchise, and they were looking for like, oh, we have a new young quarterback. This is a different player. Except they they actually... this is one of the worst things ever. Maybe I should have said this in the draft we have coming up, but they had a thirty-minute, um, thirty-minute presentation where they had a like a Z-list celebrity, like a nobody, give a concert in front of like seven people. To unveil the new uniforms, and then they had like Quincy and Nunwa, David, who like broke his neck and is paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> These presentations were done much better than those. Yeah. All so, right, is that all we got for this? Yeah. Thank you guys us. for tuning in to Men Talking About Colors. We'll be back soon. <laughs> so our our last topic before we get into the draft is Wait, very a very interesting poll came out today with regarding the college football. So I have it right here. 88% of the FBS ADs want expanded playoffs when the current deal ends in 2025, 2026. 72% want eight teams. 11% want 16. And then where we get into the interesting eight ranges, 66% want eight teams to be the five power five champs, one group of five, and then two at large bids. And so with all this going on, you know, there's a lot going on here. This poll was – there's a ton of data here. Charlie, what are your initial thoughts? You know, dissect this for us real quick. So um, I'm not like – I'm not a, like a fan of the um, the auto the auto bid because a lot of times you've really – like every year there's usually one or two conferences that tend to just be like extremely weak or like way weaker than the other, the other conferences or, or there's a situation where like – let's just say, like, Clemson this year lost to Virginia or something, then, like, the auto bid would have gone to Virginia or something. Like, obviously, that didn't happen. But um, realistically, if we're going to – if the the playoff is going to expand, which I see happening, it's going to be that, that five conference champs get auto bids, the two the two at-larges and the one group of five that gets it. That's just that's just realistically what's probably going to happen. There's just too much money that could be lost for those – um, for those other power, for the power five conferences, if like, let's just say one of the teams doesn't make it like one of the conferences doesn't have a team that makes the, the, the playoff and then they lose out on all that playoff money. There's just the, in terms of like the money, it's just not going to happen where there's not going to be auto bids. Um, so that kind of made me think of what could be a feasible option if they do have this, this power five, uh, group, one group of five, and then the two, uh, at large team. So I, I thought I thought of a uh, a scenario. This is your solution. Could, this is this is my solution. You're gonna which, put this um, out there right now. Say it ain't so it's not the Custer solution. It's so not Custer like, So before solution. before I get into it, I just want to say it's not like my ideal solution, but it's just based on like 
what could realistically happen plus like things that I think would be cool based on those things. So what I think obviously is that the you're out on this this proposed this idea as proposed. I'm in on it. I'm in on it if the scenario is going to be if it, if 66% of the the athletic directors want power the power 5 champs, one group of 5 and the two at large, it's going to happen. So yeah. it's based on it's based on that being like 100% the only way that it gets it. And okay. also, there's there's other parties that are involved that you need to have. So the first thing would be all the New Year's Six Bowls would be playoff games, right? Even though there are eight teams and there are six games, so then there um in in the first round in the first round of the New Year's Six Bowl games there wouldn't you wouldn't have seeds because there's going to be parties like the Tournament of Roses who run the Rose Bowl, right? That specifically want the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten because that that's like the, historically what it's been for over a hundred years and they they almost didn't let the college football playoff happen because they wouldn't let the they almost didn't let them get the Rose Bowl every every three years right so you'd have to make them happy which is key so I would say like there there are different bowl games in the New Year Six there's three contract bowl games which is conferences that are contractually bound to those bowl games and then there's three um, access bowls which is just like any teams can get in get in from in the new year's six so the first round it would take place during new year's like it does now right um and there would be the rose bowl obviously would be in the first round you have the big 10 champ versus the pac 12 champ and then the sugar bowl you'd have the sec champ versus the big 12 champ and then the orange bowl which is the last uh contract bowl you have the acc but it used to be like currently it's um the acc versus the sec or the big 10 but now you'd have to drop the SEC and Big Ten from that contract bowl and put it and reserve that for an at-large. And then the final um, playoff game during New Year uh, during New Year's would be um, it would rotate every three years between the Cotton Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl, and it would be the Group of Five team that gets in versus the other at-large. Yeah. And then um, so in the your second round, is that for? Let's go over it. So on that day, one of the four games because there's no seeds. You said. Well, so. It would be, it would take place over like two days, right? Like, you'd have the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, like every year, right? Where you have those four conference champs, and then you would have like December like thirtieth or like or like January third or whatnot, right? Where you have the um, where you have the Orange Bowl and you have the um, the Access Bowl, either Peach yeah, Peach or Cotton that year. Right, and that's always going to have the um the group of five team and then another at large, right? Mm -hmm. So then you move on to the next round, the the second round where there's only four teams left. Then this that's where the seeding matters. So the seeding happens before the playoffs, so you can get the at large, and you can get the group of five team, right? And then once you get to the second round, you'll have the so seeding matters. You reseed there? No, you, you don't reseed. It's just seeding doesn't matter for the first round because you need to keep those contract bowls and the people that run those committees happy. Right. So then um, you have the, the highest seed remaining would play the lowest seed remaining, obviously. And that game would be played at either the uh, it would be the either the Peach Bowl, uh, Fiesta Bowl or Cotton Bowl, which um, whichever one is a cl closest to that school and B is not the one that was used for the first round. And then the two two middle seeds left um, would just play each other at the other location. Right, so that would take place during when the national championship usually takes place. Usually, it's on. Usually, they're on. 
they're on Mondays, right? But so you'd have to figure that out. Like maybe one would be on a Monday and then one would be on a Tuesday, right? But you have, but I'm spreading this out. So it'd be like roughly two weeks in between each game, right? So you could play the game on a Tuesday or whatnot, right? Um, And then the national championship would just be normal, right? It would be like, it would go around at whatever venue and the two teams that win those, the, the semifinals get in obviously. And, um, that would you uh, hopefully this is the this is the thing that makes it the, the hardest about this uh, solution is that I think the perfect time to have it would be Sunday that the Pro Bowl takes place and then the you move and like the NFL like moves the Pro Bowl like a Saturday the Pro Bowl sucks nobody watches the Pro Bowl nobody gives a shit about the Pro Bowl people care about the national championship ESPN who I'm assuming ESPN is going to get it renewed for whatever because they have game day I'm just going to assume that they. Okay. Get it right. ESPN and ABC also have the rights to the Pro Bowl. They're gonna want to have the college football playoff on on that Sunday game. Sunday's one of the most watched days of TV, right? So they they want to have that as opposed to having the Pro Bowl that nobody gives a shit about. Okay, so that's your whole thing. Yeah, I have, I have two major objections to that. The you know the no seating in the yeah, first round. Perfect. I get that's a problem. Yeah. I don't like that either, but I'm assuming because you need these teams. They need to be incentivized. The best team in college football should be rewarded by playing the eighth-best team as the committee sees it. They shouldn't be forced into playing, like, the two-seed in the first round if that's the way that the Bulls match up. Like that's Listen, not. I, I understand that, but this is about this is about keeping certain parties happy. Would I rather have it be, like, one versus eight? Yes. In an ideal world, that's what I would want it to be. But my solution is also about keeping all the parties involved, like, happy like they get something it's a compromise it's not it's not perfect i get that so, I don't know if everyone's happy the, the only bull that like really still has its prize the rose bowl all the other bulls you could you could throw away the tie-ins like that doesn't matter who cares nobody like really cares that much about the sugar bowl tie-in or all the other bull the only bowl game that still has stayed true since this like four team uh trend uh expansion has been the rose bowl i think that they could just like throw away the tie-ins and just like figure a way out where they can play the Bulls, the best state teams. I I, I think it also with the the first round having like they're not be seeded. That's just terrible. Like that just I makes don't, no listen, sense. Listen, it's just it, it's terrible. just me trying to make it like a compromise. Like trying and, to compromise, and, like, and honestly parties. with the Pro Bowl idea, I think they should just play it on Monday as they usually do. They just play that like, Monday. Then the, it's like Super Bowl week and media day. Like they're not gonna want to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows how far it actually seep into? Like, I don't know, but like, but well, I don't think they really. Like you're gonna want to have at least two weeks, like, in between each game, yeah. like college, because you're giving, you're now making them play a total of potentially 16 games if you're going to the national championship, right? So you're gonna need to spread out the games like every two weeks, or not like, I don't know. I think I that. Still- yeah. I, I truly think that they could just make the best state teams work. Like they already did it with four teams. Yeah. They've disregarded it's conference championships. They've disregarded those games. Like I think they can make it work. I actually think they can make it work. I know it sounds you don't think it. I think that by the time what like twenty twenty six this comes in place, I think they the, the bowl games are already devalued. Not like good. In an and cap. I think they can just the best state. In an ideal world, the tournament of roses just like eats their like eats their pride and just like lets this happen where it's. Like seeds. I think it will. Yeah. I, so that, I doubt yeah, that. Let's go to the idea schedule. Like, do we feel good about giving teams auto bids if they win their conference? It's the only no, way. That it's I don't pass. feel good about that at all. I don't, I don't like it either. But that's the only way it's going to pass. And honestly, I have more of a problem with there being the group of five team that gets in than than having the 
if, if you're a, if you're a conference champion and you're not in the top eight, then you shouldn't be in it. It's as simple as that. And I think there'd be some faulty years of like as I just said, if Virginia goes on to beat Clemson, then they're a team that's like ranked like twenty five. They're in the top eight. That's terrible. I think it's just be best eight. Vegas had that game. I bet it. I remember Clemson was minus twenty nine in that game. My boy Trevor, they covered that game. But there's no reason that UVA should have gotten in if they just won that one game. Like, their body of work was not compared to the yeah. others that would have got in. And I think it sucks because I think that's the only way this gets approved with all yeah. the ADs is they want their conference represented in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. That's, that's the only way you'd be able to keep them happy, which, like, even though yeah. we might, we, that might not be fair to the best eight because I completely agree, Cap. Let's get the best eight in the dance. Let's not yeah, get let's Totally. I also, the way yeah. this works with the politics and shit, like the ADs, they want their conference represented no matter what. Like the Pac-12 yeah. would throw a fit, Pac-10, whatever. They would throw a fit if like they're at an eight, they had an eight game, an 18 playoff in that year. No one really stepped up in their conference and no one got in. Like that wouldn't be ple- or plausible. And I think you need I, Honestly, I think that's just what college sports is. I think you look at the tournament, there's teams that get stubbed. Obviously, yeah, they get the, everyone gets into the conference, but like, I think in most years it probably would work out that like all, all right, five. I are just in. found some. Yeah, no, Cap. You're, you're like 100% if there's right. years it's not you should not deserve to be playing in the playoff. Like you're 100 right. Like since, it, like, since the college football playoff era started in 2014, there's never been a year where a Power Five conference champion has not been inside the top eight. Yeah. So like I, I think the it would lowest, work itself out. Yeah. The lowest has yeah. been Oklahoma at seven in 2016. That's been the and, lowest that a yeah. conference. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Eight, uh, USC was uh, ranked eighth in, 20, right, in yeah. 2017. And, right? and, and then throwing in, in a group of five teams, oh, I shit, think that's never just... Mind. Never mind. I, I'm wrong, actually. Yes, yeah, so wait. 19, 19 Washington would not have made it. Um, all right. Most years. Five. Most years. Let's, yeah, let's most clarify, years. Well, what is this year. group of five? What does this group of five like mean like, for... Like, who would get in at it? Like, what... UCF, Memphis. It would basically be whoever wins the American Conference. Or like Boise State, right? It's like the combination of the other five, because there are 10, there are 10 FBS conferences, right? Yeah. So that, like, that's how they divide it. Like the fourth best team in the SEC could probably beat them by 50. I oh, mean, of course. I mean, yeah. that Auburn beat the two teams that played in the national championship in uh, 2017, and then UCF beat them. I, I think that they should definitely not give the group of five an auto bid. And I think, like, we'll see, like, a couple of years ago, if there was an A-team, UCF would have been in it. I, I So I think that, like, if if there's a power five deserving team, which, I, I mean, a group of five deserving team, I think there will at some point over the years put them in. But don't just give them a spot, throw them out there, and get destroyed yeah. on national television. Nobody wants they to see it. that. If they deserve yeah. it, you come in. Nobody exactly. wants to see it. Exactly. And, and also, boxers, though, and it, a thing that is a complete argument against, because we haven't even had the argument about going to eight. We're all, I think, four going to eight in some capacity. But a lot of people want to stay at four because you look at this year, a team like LSU, like we knew they were the best. They, beat, they killed Oklahoma. They're, like, they're they also. They should, they should not have to play like 30 games. Yeah. No, I agree. Like that. I mean, but they're also they're years. Ultimately, if we add like the eight teams, I still think we're gonna have like the same results. Like the one or two teams probably still gonna win, but I'm all for just having more games. And I think, yeah, maybe one year a team comes out of nowhere and just wins it, like the eight seed or something like that. I doubt it though. But this year did not help for the cause of expanding it because we had the four seed get absolutely 
embarrassing. No, but here's the thing. We all knew that. We all knew that. The four seed was just like – it was just – we all knew that it was just three teams, right? That was a good day, yeah. We were were vibing. We were having a cookout. That was awesome. Awesome. Chaucer mushed the the bats. (laughs) I would – like in an ideal world, yeah, they don't have any conference – they don't have like any conference champ tie-ins, right? But then there would also be like some. There are some people that would say like, "Oh, like Notre Dame should join a conference." That would in, that would um incentivize no. Notre Dame like to join the ACC. I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But, well, Notre Dame would they be able to get in? They'd have to be the at-large, right? Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they'd yeah, be able to get in. I mean, it's this. But the thing is, it's the same thing like what they do now. They already have made it without being yeah. in a conference. Yeah. So. Personally, yeah, I, I don't want to see Notre Dame near the playoff. I mean, they're a great team. They they could beat like tier two teams, but when it comes to the tier one spot, they, they yeah. just don't. Yeah, they don't do well. by Michigan this year. Yeah. yeah, I I think yeah, they're they're like a they're a g- really good tier two. But then once they get to the elites, the Watch Alabamas, you. Ohio States, Clemson's, that's when they just that they, they they don't belong. But I think, yeah, with an 18, they'll definitely make some years. I mean, if they're making it with the four team, they'll definitely be in with the 18. Yeah, for I, sure. just, I think that I think that an eight team would also, like, help to expand, like, certain, like, brands of, of other teams, totally. like teams that are, like, just on the cusp of, like, oh, making problem? the playoff, right? You give oh, yeah, teams, sure. like, a, like a, chan- a, t- a chance to win it, right? Their teams in the SEC was, like, LSU every year was, like, so close. Like, they could have been a playoff team, like, every year. Just, yeah. like, they had to play Alabama every year, and this year they finally oh. put everything together, right? I, right? Aub- yeah. Auburn, like, a, a three – wait, what if a three-loss Auburn team made it in 2017? Uh, I mean, they could have. They beat, they beat two number – they beat number one back-to-back. Yeah. Um, like, Oregon last year, like, that would have been fun to see Herbert in the, in the yeah. dance. You know, you have – I think we, have yeah, I think we'd, like – I mean, don't lose to Arizona State. Yeah, I, I think we'd see like like two SEC teams like like almost every year. I think I mean, we've already SEC we've already seen two SEC teams yeah. in the fourteen playoff. Yeah. We've had one of the reasons yeah, why the year. why the playoff was made was because in twenty eleven Alabama and LSU like were number one and number two in the BCS poll, right? Where it was computers and like they already played each other earlier that season. Alabama didn't play in a conference championship game, and they made the they made the uh, national championship and eventually beat. And they got revenge on LSU and won. That was like one of the worst games of all time. And uh, so shocking you just said, Charlie, because this is a big, huge aspect that we even talked about. This completely diminishes the regular season because now you throw it. You were just talking. Well, Oregon don't lose to Arizona State. Then that wouldn't have mattered if it was eighteen. And it just adds the importance of the regular season in college football is, I think, one of the best things about it. Because in other professional sports, you don't you just get to the dance; it doesn't matter. But I get that you can, you can just have a really ugly loss. And like Ohio State a few years ago, they got trounced by Purdue or something. And like, I, yeah, no, last year, last year, I mean, they were better than Oklahoma, though. I I honestly think it maybe actually enhances it because. Yeah. Like, college football, like, as it is right now, it's kind of like a two-game elimination. Or, like, once you get two losses, you're out. But I think what – now maybe you could you, – you, we're definitely going to have some two-loss te- two teams in the top eight. And, you know, maybe we'll look at, like, like LSU some years when they get two losses, or, like, Georgia, they get two losses. And they could actually get a chance to keep pushing and keep fighting. I think that's actually – I mean, yeah, obviously no, like, it might 
there are go. also there are also years where like there are two lost teams that are clearly better than the one lost team conference champs that get in. Like I, this year, and, this year Alabama, even though they were ranked 13th, they're clearly a better team than Oklahoma. They were trounced yeah. Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Alabama was the only team that could like Alabama and Auburn. Ironically, I don't know. LSU just played a terrible game again. Like Alabama was like one of the very few teams that could actually like hang with LSU this year. Yeah. Right, Oklahoma. Everybody knew Oklahoma was going to get waxed that game. Oklahoma has no defense or anything, right? Like Alabama, like they like they, this year they were a better team, right? Um, you can go back to um, 2016, 2017, right? There were like there were two, there were like three teams that were better than Washington, but Washington was a one-loss conference champ, right? Penn State was better than Washington that year, right? USC was better than Washington that year, who were nine and three. They beat Washington at Washington, but it didn't matter, right? And then Oklahoma, like. Oklahoma like was ten and two that year. They could have done yeah. better. Washington that year. Washington Washington had no business yeah. in that playoff. You I mean, can you can even argue. You can even argue yeah, Ohio yeah. State at eleven and one that year. Like, <laughs> deserve to be there, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They were one loss team. Like they would have gotten an at large, right? But the the biggest example is Michigan State in twenty fifteen. Like, like they were just they couldn't they couldn't hang. They beat uh, yeah, Michigan State's not a very good team, they but they, also even though they, even though they they squeezed out. Uh, I, sorry, to interrupt you, but even though they squeezed sorry. out a win in Ohio State, like that really got them in. Right? I genuinely think that Stanford with Christian McCaffrey that year, like, would have had a better, like, would have given yeah. a better fight than uh, Michigan State. Even Ohio State, even though they like, even though they lost to Michigan State at home, like Ohio <laughs> State would have had a better case, shot against Alabama. That that year. Yeah, you can go through a million cases. I don't think any of this matters because I think the ads are sold on it. We saw the what was yeah. it? The eighty-eight percent want to expand the playoffs. They're yeah, going to get too much money. Six years. There's no doubt that's going to happen. And I think we just have to live with it. The people that want to stay at four, enjoy it for the next six years because these ads are already looking through the future. Yeah, you know, yeah. two, four, we're going to eight regardless. So for buckle sure. up. And the, yeah. at the end of the day, more programs will be involved. So I think it's a benefit overall to get it to eight. But how we that's do it. To be, we'll have yeah. plenty more, plenty more pods to discuss this, as we have a long way to go. Sure. Um, any last words on this, guys? I got, I got one more like point to make. I think for the regular season though, with the eight teams, I think we'll actually see tougher schedules. Teams taking more risks, playing bigger games, and I like so. Yeah, if you lose one, you'll be all right. So I think yeah. like we'll see more Also, also another point like. There needs to be uniform con- – if they're going to make it where it's the conference champs, they need uniform conference scheduling. Every conference should have nine conference games. There shouldn't be this bullshit where, like, Alabama's playing, like, the Citadel or something, even though they were losing yeah. in the fourth quarter one year against them. But, like, like the, they shouldn't be having those games, right? Clemson shouldn't be playing Wofford in week 15, right? It's November, right? Yeah. Play your conference games. Come on. Yeah, uh, that's true. Cap, that was a great point to what I said about the regular season not being important because you have teams like Alabama who don't want to take any risks during the regular season. And this they play, would they play all like their Power yeah. Five non-conference, like like neutral site week one. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, so good stuff on that, guys. We'll come back with a draft. People forget. We'll do three or four picks. We'll decide in a minute. So we're gonna do sports moments, life moments that people just forget and they need to be reminded of. <laughs> Good. Stay tuned. Yep. And we're back. So we have a people forget draft. I was teasing it before the break, but basically we all have moments picked out that people forgot, and we need to remind you of them. Sports moments, life moments. So we'll do the draft order we've been doing typically around here. I'm up first. Chester's up second. Um, Cap, you're third, right? 
Yep. Cap, Hearn, Loft, and then we'll do a snake so it'll come back around. I guess I'll start off. So with my first overall pick, I want to make sure people don't forget this. A-Rod on his comeback tour, 2015, someone died booing him. And like a 75-year-old Braves fan, people forget, stood up to boo A-Rod and then tripped over the railing on like the third, in the third level of sections, fell to his death. I don't want to come out here and say that he deserved it for booing A-Rod, but people forget like some guy's last thing he did in life was booing A-Rod and then he was killed right after. So is there a correlation between the two? I don't know, but... Could be some sort of divine intervention there. The universe does work in funny ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first moment that people forgot. A-Rod's energy is just so prevalent and strong that he was able to will someone to fall off like that railing, over the railing. Like that was definitely A-Rod just like did some telekinetic shit, flipped him over with his like juice with like, he won, the like three for four in that game too. It's like a bomb. Yeah. That's a game, Rod. He kind of was asking for it. Boo the goat. See what happens. Yep. <laughs> um. So so Plus my first pick. so my first pick is um people forget because uh this guy this guy is really like become like a, a really good person like very like philanthropic person uh but greg olson uh this is like one of the greatest rappers of all time people, people yeah really short-lived rap career but you know he, he made a splash he did come through with that verse <laughs> trust you want to read some lyrics from that yeah um, read some. let's Can see Chester, what's your name i i think you should be asking greg this g reg <laughs> What you what you do, what Chelsea? Do you do? What do you do, Chelsea? It's not me. It's not me. It's, it's what do you do, Chelsea? I don't want to call this Chelsea, event. Just say what you do. Just say what you do. I mean, I don't. I don't do that. No, I'm serious. Like, I don't know what this is. Can you like read me the lyrics? Can you read the lyrics? I'll I'll, I'll yeah, play no. this song. I'll play this song. I'll just read. No, the we lyrics. don't want to get copyrighted. We don't want to get copyrighted. You think it's copyrighted? Yes. The well, seventh crew should. is an established rapper. Can't group. take any risks. We don't want Craig Olson coming for our rad rope. Yeah, we don't no, want, we I'll, don't I'll, want to I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out when I'm when I'm editing. Just say it. I don't know. Just say yeah, it. we'll censor it. We'll censor it. What do you do, Chester? Can what, you act? I, I do? What's your name? What do you do? Then what do you do? What do you pull out? And where do you put what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Say it. Say it. I actually say don't. Those sports. Chester's bitching out. All right. Yeah, I mean, someone's going to have to step over there. Say it. And you got all right, so, I mean, what's his name? G-Reg. What's he do? Get head. And then he drops his drawers and lets her see his third leg. Chilling on the second floor, seventh floor. He's got to let these third bitches go. Third leg, Greg. And then he does, um, on on his um, on his uh, phallic body part, <laughs> then he ejaculates quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and then she got mudded by the whole damn crew. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what she does. Top five rapper of all time. Yeah, so people yeah. forget that. He may be the best white right, rapper of all time. Uh, yeah, for sure. No doubt uh, about it. Better than Kellerman. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, with my third pick, this one's pretty easy, but you know, some people just forget that St. Patrick was Italian. I think uh, yeah, the Irish they pick. What? It. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we should have seen this coming from a mile away. For this, you know, this make-believe holiday, Irish holiday called St. Patrick's Day, but you know. Turns out he's actually Italian. His parents were Italian, and like this is all just fake news from the Irish over there. This is an really Italian hurts. hall. We just don't that know really it. Really hurts the brand there, having your yeah. guy not even be your guy. Hate wow. to see it. I mean, people forget that for sure. I try to forget that every day. Yeah, people forget it. Damn. All right, Hearn. All right, all right, guys. You know, people people really forget this one. This one really flew under the radar. 
So it's back. You know, it's set to the stage. 2015. Aww. Me and Charlie are freshmen. Me and Charlie are freshmen oh. in high school. We're uh, we're we're partying. We're getting after it. You know, like one of, one of those first nights going out. So so I'm having a good time. I go up to Chester, ask him a simple question. It's a very straightforward question. I think you know, I, I think all I, I have to do all you have to do is provide enough. All I ask him is how many times does he bust a nut in a day? You know, it's a simple oh, question. Okay. You know, just guys being dicks. I think that was kind of shit. out of line. Given, given Chester, Chester decides, all right, you know, I'm going to take a, a monster swing at Herney. Just just misses it though, almost falls over when he punches. Tries to attempts <laughs> to punch me. And you know, I'm surprised that I did not go to the, the, the to the police because because Charlie, you're you are an attempted uh, murderer. Surely you are. Sir, if that punch made contact, my head is falling clean off. So I hope you know that you should really was, try and reconcile. That was that the moment there. that that uh, I, I retired from fighting. Surely you weren't intoxicated anyway. Right? Oh no, I no, wasn't. No. I wasn't. He definitely wasn't brossed out of his mind. Never. Yeah. Surely you wouldn't be underage. No I, doubt about it. Surely never, never. And I would never show up for a pod uh, podcast hungover. Never. You wouldn't fall asleep on a pod either. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to move to my first pick. Uh, you know, I think everyone knows Ray Allen. Some would say the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, you know, did a lot of great things in his career, but had had some troubles, you know, navigating. You know, he was in an interesting part. He came in in the late 90s, uh, ended up playing, uh, like, throughout the 2000s into the 2010s. You know, a lot changed during that. Social media became a thing, and he had some issues with that. Who hasn't been there? An incredible tweet from at Sugar Ray 20 at the time. I'm getting there. Would you masturbate? Think about my tongue or your clit and switching back and forth from my dick to my tongue. I assume this was supposed to be a DM. He tweeted that one out. It was it was a big mistake. Big mistake. And people do forget that when talking about Ray Allen as the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, I think this should really be brought up in his legacy because yeah, this he, really he shot and missed right there. Yeah, you know he like you could say his three point percentage is however high. This is a miss. It really off, breaks that percentage two, down. Two percentage points there. Yeah. Wow. You'll forget. You'll love to forget that one. And then with my uh, second pick, my first and second round, uh, people forget Greggy did it again. Did it again. I, th- I think we got to yes. we gotta remember that. You know, he did it again. Not only did he do it once, he did it again. How many minutes left? I'm just going to leave it at that. He did it again. <laughs> yep. Um... Hearn, you are back on the clock. All right. Um, with my second pick, this is another Greggy moment, but you know, it's 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 a good one. It's a good one. You know what? You know, there's all this Corona stuffs going on. Even Greggy got it, but you know, people forget Greggy's an American hero, donating his blood, his antibodies to save what? Americans, to save Jeez. lives. Greggy, Greggy, donating oh, yeah. part of himself to save lives, and you know that that's just that say it ain't so culture. You know, we put we put the American people before us. You know, we we work for you. We work for you. We work for you, and we're willing to go. Great lengths, sacrifice our own bodies to save and he lives. Move this beautiful country. I'm gonna do. Yeah, Greg is a patriotic it. guy. You know, he loves this country. Yeah, yeah and that's my second pick. Me, right. um, I couldn't even. That's that's the pick of the drafts right there. I mean, there we go. Um, all right, so my second pick. I think we're gonna triple up on the the Greggy uh, people forget uh, parts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now we get it. This one. Some people just forget that, like Greg, you said that this is his year slash decade. He it's did not, say that. Yeah, people forget that. You know, the year and has got to start off for the remember. decade, especially for him. But, you know, <laughs> hey, maybe times will change. Times will change. I'm confident. And 
It, it's going to be the year of slash decade. It's going to be sick. Well, thinking sure. about you know, he said the toy toy is going to be his decade, and the next thing you know, we start cranking out the pod at an all time rate. I mean, yeah. When you look yeah. at that, did he speak mean, into existence to this raging yeah, success? Thumbs, thumbs up, son. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so my people forget is um, if you ever if you ever watch uh the the NFL pregame shows um James Brown on a uh, CBS, um one time he uh he accidentally uh tweeted out a, a link to a video. Um, titled uh, "Sexy Little Brunette Bitch uh, Sucking and Fucking Your Personal Trainer's <laughs> Peacock." Tell me more. <laughs> and he just he just uh, the, video, the tweet Charlie? the tweet. No, I did not. Uh, the, not? the tweet remained up for 15 minutes um, before it was deleted, and he he said his account was hacked and whatnot. But pe- people do forget that. Okay, so I have, that I have the snake here, so I'll wrap I'm a draft right here. This is something people forget. Did Ray Rice beat his wife? Yes. Did Ray Rice help the Ravens win a Super Bowl? Yes. It's 4th and 29. The Ravens season is on the line. If they lose, there's a minute left in the game. They're down three. If they lose this game, they don't go to the playoffs. Their magical runs over. Joe Flacco is getting pressured. He can't do anything. He throws a little screen check down to Ray Rice. He goes 30 yards on that screen. He flips the field. He gets the first. He helps him win the Super Bowl. You know, Ray Rice, he lives a town over from us. Some some don't like his character. Some question his character. You can't question his ability on the football field. Without that game-changing play, they don't go on to win the Super Bowl. So people do forget that one. I'd go as far to say people forget she swung first. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> people love to forget that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and my second pick to round up the draft is, look, nobody wants to face the Bombers, especially in Yankee Stadium, right? Uh, people forget Shohei Otani faked an injury to get out of facing the Bombers in Yankee Stadium. So Shohei, you know, the Yankees give him everything he could have wanted, you know, be Babe Ruth 2.0 for them. He snakes them. He comes up with some bullshit saying he wants to go to a smaller market. He was scared of the bright lights of New York, right? Well, he goes to Anaheim, the little brother of the Angels or the Dodgers, and they have a series at Yankee Stadium in early April. This is when he is at his all-time height. It matches up perfectly. Tanaka Shohei, the two Japanese pitchers, Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN Primetime. This was bound to be one of ESPN's highest-viewed um, Sunday Night Baseball games, and we're bound to see Kohei Otani's Bronx debut. And you know that Bronx cheer. You know, we're brutal to you. If, you. if you leave us in the dust, we will never let you forget it. So what he does is he goes to his manager, and he pleads him to come up with some bullshit. They say, oh, load management. We're going to push him back a day where he's pitching in San Diego at 4 o'clock, and there's seven people in the stands. So... You know, people forget that Shohei Otani, massive pussy, escaped his inevitable, like, getting lit up, going two innings, giving up seven runs, because that's what the Yankees do to you. They'll make you hurt, and he he got out of that. People forget he's a pussy. Solid My last pick of the draft. Um, All right, Charlie. People for, uh, so a lot of people remember um, former New York Jets oh, quarterback. Sandusky? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Trust me, we don't forget we will never forgive. I understand that. Um, but Mark, Mark, Mark Sanchez, former former New York Jets quarterback, people remember him for moments like the buff fumble. Yep. Um, pe- people, yes. people do not forget that. But what people do forget are some of the, the highlights of his career. Uh, he he won uh, four yep. playoff games in, in the first two seasons of his career, including wins at Indianapolis against Peyton Manning, yep. at Tom Brady, at a disgusting uh chargers scene and at a disgusting chargers scene 
pick. in uh, 2009. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Jets. I'm not a Jets fan at all. But like, pe- people just forget that. People, yeah, Mark people forget that. Like, it took him uh, three years to like actually become a bust. That's a great pick. And he had Rex was at the helm. That was during Rex's peak as a head coach in this league. Great pick, Charlie. Oh, also, also people forget uh, Antonio uh, Cromartie like tried to sneak in like McDonald's. Yeah, just doubling up. Ooh. On the practice field on Hard Knocks. All right, well, my last pick of the draft, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, some people just forget that Tom Brady got drafted in, in the MLB in the 19th round by the Montreal Ex- Expos in 1995. Great. Some people forget that. Did it on and off the, the baseball diamond. What a beast. And kind of sad to see that we never got to see him in MLB, but was a tank in the NFL. Uh, worked out for him pretty well. I think this is fair to say. If Tom Brady goes – and signs with the Expos, they are still around the team right now. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. I can definitely see them for sure. Yeah. 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 That's a very yeah. fair statement. You'll forget He's that. probably still playing baseball. Yeah. 42-year-old catcher. 30 years old. Right. Peace. Um, All right. Um, another another moment that just people love to forget about about the greatest O-line duo, tandem that never came to be. You know what? It's me, me and Loft, we're just we, – and, and and most people besides Greggy, you know, we strapped him up. We strapped him up our whole lives, and you know what? We love the game. And and then in so the scene is 2017. Me and Loftus are just having monster years on the O line. O line guard tackle duo. And then people forget this moment. In one game, me, we're running like power. Me and Loftus are like, just sell out the blocks. We just like drive this kid back like 40 yards. Like flip him over, and the kid's like making probably the most like, it's like it's like, it sounded like like he was getting like beaten to death with like yeah, a so big, that's how like he was drowning almost. That's how he was drowning. He was like, hur, hur. <laughs> and then people just people love to forget that me and Loftus were the greatest O line tandem that never came to be because because Loftus Loftus career took a took a different path uh, the following season, but you know, there could be a thirty for thirty on that. What could have been me and Loftus get drafted? What to, if like, I told you? Yeah, what if I told you that the, the greatest O-line tandem never never came to be? Became the greatest podcast tandem yeah. of the time, though. Yeah, we became the greatest what podcast. That was two 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 of the biggest people on the planet, we could say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, loved. Okay. Okay, with my uh, final pick here, I'm just gonna like I mentioned it a few pods ago. People forget Scotty Pippen got cucked by Future, and people just like kind of let that slide when he's on the jump. And you I, just actually, learned, I actually though. learned I that surprised. on this pod. Yeah, yeah, I learned that was... after the pod, I did some digging. That's a very real thing that happened, and it doesn't yeah. get talked about enough. People, so yeah, people just kind of let that slide when Scotty Pippen's giving takes. Yeah. Like, Scotty Pippen's giving some take about what's on. And it's like, it's like, why are you talking right now, Scotty Pippen? Get your wife back. Like, what's yeah. going on here? So, yeah, the and, story goes future. So story. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, he went up to Scotty Pippen during the peak of the Bulls run. He tried to get an autograph. Scotty Pippen did not do that. Future goes on to be a massively successful hip hop artist, and uh, he he decides one day, yeah, and a notable alpha, and he decides one day like this. All right, I'm gonna get him back. So he goes, he slides in, he uh he pretty much tastes Scotty Pippen's wife, and that's pretty much the end of that. Scotty Pippen, you know, didn't really have a shot. Uh, Future puts on his Snapchat story like, ha ha ha, you should have signed my autograph, and he uh he really got him with that one. And uh, Scotty Pippen just kind of sat there and took it, and now you know I can't respect him the same. Simp. I don't care. Simp. His basketball, his basketball legacy is kind of destroyed in my eyes. Massive don't mess, don't mess with Future Hendricks. Don't mess with him. Should have given him the autograph. Definitely should have. So that's our draft, right? Yep. 
So that was yep. our people forget draft. We hope now you guys remember all those moments. They're all can't forget them now. Cannot forget those moments. Um, so that's our episode. Uh, regards to Saturday's episode, we got some big things coming. We got recurring guest on Jameis one of one. He's going to tell us why Hall of Fame quarterback Jameis Winston is unsigned and will not be starting next year. So that should be a good one. We have the uh, what is it? Firefest, right? Yep. yep. Firefest doc both on Netflix and Hulu reviews, right? Yes. And maybe yep. some maybe some sports news will drop that we'll talk about. You know, we'll see. And we got some stuff in the works too, so stay tuned. We're on our way to the top. We're halfway there. Uh, uh, before we go, just let me say one thing. Let me okay. say one thing. People on Twitter, stop shitting on people for going outside. Just stop. It's the most annoying thing I see every day. Some athlete tweets them like working out, and then some fucking check mark like shits on them for working out. All right? Not everyone, just because you work in middle management at wherever you work. Other people have stuff to do still. All right? Don't get mad at the athlete because they're trying to stay in shape. Powerful message there. Yeah, no, the blue check marks are just brutal on Twitter. Yeah, people in blue check marks that just like to like shame people for like saying what they think or stuff. That's not a job. All right, let's just put that out there. That's not the, an occupation. The, ne- the net worth people. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's well, not an occupation. Yeah, net worth people. Yeah, that's not an occupation. That's not a job that you like shame Bill Gates on Twitter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> One Get more. A job. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, for Friday show two, we are reviewing Undisputed. For the week, similar to how we did our first take segment last week, we're going to do so for Undisputed this week. Uh, we're going to do the Herd the week after that, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, no, uh, yeah, the Herd. And then... Maybe some other stuff. Uh, we'll see. But that is that all we have? Any last messages? God, God bless, bless America. America. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe. Stay, safe. Um, stay indoors unless you got shit to do. You know, who are we to tell you what to do? You do whatever the fuck you want. Thanks for listening. Peace out, guys. I don't know. You gonna answer shit, Ed? I don't know. I don't know how it's going. I'm pretty busy because I'm like a bunch of shit. Start seeing that crap. Hit Ryan? Yeah, watch me rip this shit. I changed my words. Not remember that. Chelsea just went off the deep end, bro. Fuck, uh, uh. Are we still recording? Yeah. Let's go.